hi, everybody. I'm Aim. Oh, hi. I'm still Sarah. After and, all of this time. Yeah. Between last week and this week. This week, yeah. <laughs> and we have a special guest star today. Yes. Joining yes. us. We are very happy to have our first interview. And we are joined by a lovely fellow witch from Salem, as we talked about last week. Uh, her name is Sarah Frankie Carter. And uh, she is... Jeez, she does a lot of things. Um, she runs a touring company up in Salem, uh, Touring Tours for Tourists, which is very hard to say. Tours for Touring Tourists. Tour, tours for Touring Tourists. See? <laughs> See? <laughs> I wrote it down in front of me and I still can't even read it. It's perfect. <laughs> and of course, uh, her new business, uh, Stardust Salem at StardustSalem.com. Yes. And she's also been seen on uh, the Sci Fi Network as well. So, uh, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us Thank today. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. It's great to be here. Yes, yes. And we're thrilled, first of all, just to have a another fellow witch on. And yeah. then, of course, especially at this time of year, being yep. that we just passed Samhain. We did. And then last week, we just talked about the Salem witch trials. Yes. So we wanted to actually move beyond just the history of it, because we do a lot of history. We do a lot of supernatural talk on the show. But we really wanted to get to some of the modern day existence and what has happened since all these things have have gone down like how has this the town changed and uh and also salem is just something that's really close to our hearts it's where we had our first date yep it Uh, is (laughs) and we used to live very close um and as we were saying before we started this we we passed you at one point yes we did i am gonna repeat (laughs) that story just because it's really it's a cute one yeah uh it was i think Early on in our relationship, we went up there because we, we used to live close by. Yeah. And uh, there was a, a street preacher who was not the nicest person. Um, and because he was not being a nice human being, I felt it was important to make out with my wife in front of him. <laughs> and it's, it's at that move. same moment, we <laughs> saw you leading a tour down the street. <laughs> <laughs> there I was. Boom. So, and now, <laughs> and now our paths cross again by accident, yes. <laughs> many, many years <laughs> later. Um, and, and so it's wonderful to have you on. So you do tours, obviously, and um, what, what, what sort of variety of tours do you offer at your company? Um, so I have three different types of tours that mm-hmm. I have. So I try, to, I try to be as multifaceted as possible because there's so much to touch upon in Salem because it has such a rich and diverse history that I always like to kind of have, try to present people with a well-rounded picture. So I have a tour called Wandering Witches. It's a half hour to 45 minute Q&A with a real Salem witch. And it's so interesting because every single tour is completely different. Like I have um, me, I'm a second degree Cabot witch in the Cabot tradition. Um, I have someone who is a sea witch who has a completely different perspective of life than I do. And then we have someone who's also a Satanist witch. Oh, who has an even different, completely different perspective from that way too. It's super interesting. So people take that tour and it's a different experience every single time, which is neat. 
Um, then we have Steps Through 1692. That's like a 45-minute history tour specifically about the witch trials. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we do have uh, history tours. It's like supposed to be kind of like, or uh, I mean, ghost tours in the evening. Um, and it's supposed to be kind of like a, a fun thing to spend time with your family. Um, I always, I don't like scaring people. It's like my number one thing I do not like to do. Mm, yeah. uh, so even my ghost tours are kind of funny. Um, <laughs> So, you know, I try to make like really corny jokes um, because I feel like that makes it better. <laughs> I I love stuff like that. Whenever I go to a new place that I'm really excited to learn about, it's the first thing like I'll jump on one of those like it's two dollars to tour around the city on this bus or go mm-hmm. talk to like this local person who knows everything that's happening. Right, right. Uh, so now you oh, just yeah. me- you just mentioned uh, that you are a cabinet witch in a se- second degree. Can you clarify for our non-magical <laughs> listeners uh, wh- <laughs> what exactly that means? <laughs> um, so I'm a second degree. Is it's kind of just like you know you would go to school and you get different degrees in different le- uh, areas of study. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to get certain degrees in certain traditions, uh, I mean it depends upon your tradition and it's. Um, restrictions I guess you could say and different parameters but you can study in different ways and you get degrees typically the traditional time period is a year and a day so I did uh, I actually was really lucky enough to study uh, directly with Lori Cabot herself who is the official witch of Salem Um, she's one of the most incredible and most intelligent people I've ever met and uh, I, I re- it was an amazing experience for my first and my second degree. So wow! Oh my wow. god, that's incredible. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And to to be able to learn from someone uh, who has so much knowledge that is just yeah. so great. And and yeah, you- it's oh, when ahead. she speaks. When she speaks, everyone is silent. It's it's the most amazing thing. She actually, if you guys are interested, she does um live videos and even sells meditations off of Enchanted's website oh, and oh yeah. Yeah. they're life-changing. I will definitely, I'm definitely going to look at that <laughs> after we talk to you. Yeah, She's so funny it. too because she goes, the first thing you do is record over my voice and I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's so soothing. Oh, <laughs> So... You've been practicing for for quite some time at at this point, um, and of course you're involved in in the history of the trials as well. Uh, tell me, it, it, how did we get here? How how did witches come back to Salem yeah, after yeah. all of this? <laughs> uh, that's an awesome question, and it's I think one of the most important things that no, doesn't even get touched upon frequently here in Salem. Because if you think about 1692 and what was going on here in Salem, fear, hatred, eradicate, eradication of people that the city didn't like and trying to steal people's land and property from them. And it, it really was. It, it developed out of fear and intolerance of other people. But mm. then, of course, greed took over. And it's it's completely flip-flopped. Now, it wasn't... Um, it, it's. In my studies of things, it kind of seems more or less, in quotes, like it was overnight. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was actually what we call a blue law, uh, which blue laws, uh, you guys are from up here. Yeah, we know exactly what you're (laughs) Uh, talking about. So you might know a little bit about it, but it more or less is like a law that's not really a law. 
um, that it's kind of like a, a fine or it's like a societal law. That's yeah, that's why they call it blue laws. Um, but for a while, it was very looked down upon to even talk about the Salem witch trials here in Salem wow. because wow. it reflects upon the city negatively. Right. Because you you look at the witch trials and you see even you said in your podcast the last week, it didn't take long for everybody to go, oops, yeah, you shouldn't have done yeah. that. So then after that, they didn't give anything back. They didn't give back the land. They didn't give back the property. They didn't right. give that back money. They didn't give back those people's lives. So, all right, we apologize. Now let's move on. Yeah. 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 yeah there really wasn't so, anything. Any sort of restitution. There was nothing to pull off. Yeah. So people didn't talk about it. And when people would bring it up, people were like, no. So then we have Bewitched. And Elizabeth Montgomery comes here. So um, there's a fire in the soundstage for where they filmed all those TV land shows. Mm -hmm. And they actually did like a whole TV land across America thing, um, which is why we have that Bewitched statue. So Lucille oh. Ball did one. Um, who's the Fonz from? They did one. Oh, uh, yes. Happy Days. Yep. Yep. Happy Days, yeah. So they all did uh, a couple of shows on location places while they were building the set in Hollywood. So Elizabeth Montgomery came here to film episodes of Bewitched. When those shows aired, people got so excited about Salem and the witch trials, and the TV literally said that there were real witches here in Salem. Real <laughs> modern-day witches, like Elizabeth Montgomery as Samantha Stevens. Like, they thought, like, really cool housewives were here wiggling their noses and cleaning everyone's houses. Like, <laughs> they were super excited. So then, of course, all these people start coming here being like, hey, where are the witches? And everyone here is like, what? You don't talk about witches. <laughs> And then they realized they could start making money out of it. And that's where we see the tourism start to come out um, right. in the, like it starts to develop in like the like mid to late seventies. And it's it, Salem almost becomes like Disneyland in like the eighties. And once we hit in the, like the beginning of the nineties and stuff like that, when we hit the recession, it went down and it's starting to kind of come back again. And I think that's such a great juxtaposition of what happened in Salem to what Salem is now, mm. because that's just, it's leaps and bounds, literally complete opposite of what it was. But now, no matter who you are, where you come from or what you believe, you're always welcome here in this city. And that is something that's really important. Yeah, that is that is a deep statement right there. Yeah. And it's that type of love that I always really was attracted to by mm. Salem, just to be able to see people <laughs> like walking down the street and, you know, like witchy gothic attire, you know, like just to feel like the sea breeze and then go to the maritime museum and just <sighs> and enjoy the candy shop yeah, yeah. buy a lot of candy uh, at the candy yes. shop. <laughs> <laughs> right. i uh, love it i love it there's always so much love in the city that I, i've always felt it's so. a safe place yeah 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 yes i mean we did parade down essex street in steampunk attire we at 11 p.m at night <laughs> um, it's great with a full band <laughs> <laughs> And I think there was a flame juggler there too. I think there was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so you were also saying um, you, you briefly touched back on on the trials themselves, and you mentioned you had just listened to last week's uh, episode. So you said you wanted to add some insights of your own yeah, to, to very, what we were able to offer. Yeah, I want to hear. I'm yeah. very excited. So I, I want to know what uh, I missed. <laughs> no. So this is. So this is actually. I actually have. 
it's it's a little bit it's a little bit of a mixed bag. So you actually had a lot of really awesome information. Um, I and I'm incredibly critical um, when it comes to witch trials information, just because so much misinformation is present out there in the world. That was, that I was actually part. really pleasantly surprised with how well you did. Um, yeah, they, that was yeah. hard. Yeah, that was that was. It also. takes a lot. Well, I mean, think about how long ago this was. Think about how people didn't want it remembered. So mm-hmm. all those documents, all those different things. I mean, you guys were in Salem. None of those buildings, if any of them, still exist. The only place still standing that has ties to the witch trials is the witch house, which was one of the magistrates or one of the judges' houses. Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's the only thing that's left. So everything else was either buried over, burned, destroyed. So it's tough to kind of find what's fact and what's fiction. So I think you guys, first of all, I mean, you did a great job. Thank um, you. So okay. one of the, so I've, so I've got some things. So first, <laughs> we're listening, we're ready. <laughs> that's why you're here. Um, so I really liked how you guys talked about Tichuba so much. Tichuba is, um, there are so many victims of the witch trials, but Tichuba, I really feel like, tried to do her best to do damage control. Mm, and like yeah. one of the things that I like that you guys touched upon is the relation of all of these girls to each other. Because they, so Abigail and Betty, were spending time together in the house, mm. in the uh, Paris household, in their kitchen, with Tichuba. Yeah, we all didn't, we the didn't time. mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we actually didn't mention like they were oh, there a okay. lot. <laughs> well, so they, so they were, uh, so Abigail lived with them, right? And right. so they spent all this time together, and other girls in the area would spend time there too. Now Tichuba is running the entire household, the kitchen, and all these other things, and then they're like, oh, and also watch these kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Ooh. she's like, brutal. like what am i supposed to do here so um you talked about the fortune telling so there's a story so a lot of these a lot of the histories get passed down as stories and some historians will uh, argue back and forth as to what is story and what is fact but one of the legends about this is that uh tichiba taught them a game that was kind of considered like a fortune telling game similar today to one we might have played where you take a can of soda and you take the tab and you go a b c d and then the letter that it pops off on as the first person of the person you're na- a letter of the person's name you're going to be with forever yeah. and ever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they were basically playing that game, cracking an egg into a bowl, and the letter that the yolk resembled was going to be the first per- letter of the person's name that they were going to be with forever and ever. So like there must have been a lot of Oscars, right? Hmm. So, <laughs> so they're playing. They're playing this game, and they crack the egg into the bowl and the yolk looks like a skull oh now they realize we are trying to tell the future which is witchcraft we are in the house of the reverend who's the most important person in the city so now we're doing witchcraft in his house. Yeah. And we're going to die. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we're going to die. I and, and that's, but that's, that's the next, the, the punishment for witchcraft is death. And yeah. that's what the skull is telling us. So these girls, I liked how you pointed out how young they are. Yeah. They, when they, once they figured that out and made that connection, they must have been terrified. Now, Betty is one of the younger girls. She starts exhibiting really strange symptoms, not speaking to people when they're speaking to her, having convulsions, having fits, all these different things that in a modern day context, we could see through the lens of having an anxiety attack. Right, right, right. You imagine you are the daughter of the preacher 
or the niece of the preacher or the friend of the niece of the preacher and you're doing witchcraft in his house and now you think he's going to kill you? Yeah. Yeah. And especially after he had been doing so many things to the congregation, right. as we, we mentioned last week. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> because he was very fire and brimstone. The 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 whole like social like situation going on before this too. Super harsh winter. The natives that lived here on this land were not pumped that they got pushed off of it. Yeah, as they shouldn't be. <laughs> right. The Conan statue, the Roger Conan statue, he killed tons of indigenous people that lived on this land and pushed them from this land. Then they would come back under the cover of nightfall and kill whole families and leave the little girls. That's where we get girls like Mary Warren. And then they get taken into other families as scullery maids. Wow. And they're expected to be grateful to be slaves, basically, in these other people's homes. Right. So that's where people like Mary Warren come into this story. Could you imagine watching your whole family get murdered in front of your face and then, like, have to, life's supposed to be normal? And And now you're going to go live with these people who treat you like a slave and you're supposed to be grateful? Yeah. 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 No. (laughs) And then the witch trials whip up. So So they get the doctor... And um, they say, okay, she must be bewitched. And then he goes, who's doing this to you? Which is a loaded question. Yeah. That's not, what's happening? Why are you feeling this way? Who is doing this to you? Tichaba. Boom. This is where it starts to go from there. And I mean, originally, like, this is part of Tichaba's culture. She's from Barbados. You know, this is just a part of her culture. She wouldn't have thought anything of this. And teaching these girls, like, I'm sure where she was from, that's how they occupied children. So she's like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to occupy these children and get them out of my hair. So they tort- So first thing, she's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm a witch, after torture, obviously. Yeah. And then she tries to point blame away from everybody. She says, okay, it, uh, yeah, uh, I, I was there, the devil made me sign this book, and there were other people there, but I couldn't see who they were, they weren't from around here, I didn't recognize their accent, um, so that was nobody that I knew, oh. and nobody that's here. And then after some more torture, she comes back and they would literally kind of use her as a litmus test to like the girls would make accusations or people would bring accusations to the girls. The girls would have reactions. Then they would bring Tichiba in to be like, is this one of them? And she'd be like, yes. Yeah. Right. But Tichiba has potentially a happy ending. (gasps) Really? The end of the witch trial, which is why I wanted to bring it up. Because I was really nervous about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's it's another thing that's legend. It's part legend and part fact. Okay. So um, it says she was purchased from the prison. And I guess the legal document and terms were she was uh, purchased by an ignoramus. Which is what they would call people. Um, like uh, I was talking to one of uh, my guides and another historian. They would like say people coming in through Ellis Island. Like if you didn't speak English, if you didn't write, you know, stuff like that, um, that you would be labeled this way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, her husband, um, John Indian, did become a freedman. Okay. Oh, the, the legend is that he purchased her. Oh. oh, and then I they hope left. That's Salem. what happened. I hope that what's happened. Yeah, that, I really I hope, hope. <laughs> and it and it does seem to maybe indicate that because someone who couldn't read or write, or somebody who was potentially a freed slave, right, might be classified yeah. that way. Oh yeah, I could see that easily. So that would be amazing. 
That's the nice. That's nice. Thank I you know, for bringing that's that. That's what I, I hope in my heart. It makes me feel a lot. <laughs> but the better. rest of it's all terrible. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the rest exactly. of it's all awful. I just like. Yeah. I think... Um. So a couple of other things, real quick. Um. Oh, Giles Corey is a terrible person. You guys should not feel bad for him. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. So Giles Corey, um, before the witch trials, so Martha Corey, the one who was executed during the witch trials, that's right. his third wife. Um, oh. He was rumored to have murdered his second wife. He actually beat <gasps> a slave to death with his own <gasps> walking stick, got convicted of the murder, but because he was so rich, he could pay it off instead of going to jail. Oh, also... The reason he was even accused of being a witch was, uh, so he really liked the witch trials. Um, he thought it was hilarious. It was oh like a cool God. way to pass the time. Cause you could literally go and sit in the courtroom and watch it happen. So people from the town, especially after the cold winter, not much going on. He just kind of like was a general misanthrope. He loved kind of like reveling in other people's pain. And Martha didn't like it very much. Now, Martha was a God-fearing woman. Um, she had already had uh, a child coming into this marriage. And she actually was, like, one of the first wives to push Giles Corey to even go to church. So she was a really, like, upstanding, God-fearing woman. Giles Corey and Martha Corey would go and watch the trials happen. But once she, Martha Corey realized what was really going on with the trials and how it was a thinly veiled attempt to get rid of people that society didn't like and to mm -hmm. take their their items um she forbade him from going and hit his saddle so he couldn't ride into town to go see the trials wow <laughs> so later he gets into town and everyone's like giles why weren't you at the trials and he was really mad and he says a lot of things against martha um and wow. it's like an itemized list of, so this one time I was out in the barn and I saw something that scared me and it was probably her apparition. And he had six or seven different instances, detailed instances that he went and, and said against her. Oh my God. I did what? not. Know I did not know. I do not feel reason. bad for this man at all anymore. <laughs> I mean, we've been up Holy so shit. much shit. I, I did not. I never knew yeah. that he was part of the reason that she got turned out. <laughs> oh yeah and then oh. so then when they formally accuse her and her whole accusation thing was crazy because the girls start to accuse her and they tried to like prove who she was by or that she was actually doing it by saying um that she was uh so like they, they did this weird thing where they went and saw martha Corey, and then they went and saw the girls and said, oh, can you see her apparition? What is she wearing? And then went back to go check that she was still wearing the same thing. Yeah. So, like, they like, they tried to do this, like, outfit matching thing. And then <laughs> because they uh, didn't get her arrest warrant in on time before the close of day on Friday or, or what have you, or it was Friday or Saturday, and nothing can be done on Sunday because right. we go to church, she didn't get arrested until the following Monday. So she went to church and the girls were in church wow. on Sunday. And it caused a whole thing in the church. So anyway, they arrest her on Monday. They bring her to trial. They call Giles Corey up to testify against her, and he refuses to. Now, just like everybody else, like Rebecca Nurse, who stood up and said, these girls uh, need some discipline. You know, all these people that stood up and said, okay, there's something going on here. John Proctor. John Proctor gets Mary Warren to... Um, 
admit she's doing something wrong. Right. You know, right. all these th- all these people, they say, hey, something's going on here. And they're like, OK, now you're accused of witchcraft. So Giles Corey didn't want to lose his land and he didn't want to lose his stuff. And he realized he got himself into this scenario to begin with. So that's why he's pressed to death. Wow. It's his like last ditch effort to kind of hold on to all the stuff that he had. Right. Because he never said either way. Therefore, your stuff couldn't be taken. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And that form of torture was actually illegal at this time, too. And that's wow. like an important thing to oh, know. I didn't that know they, that. He illegally tortured him into doing that because I think it was because they really wanted him to testify against his wife and he had already done so willingly. You know, it's like, all right, well, we'll press him a little bit. It'll like be a five minute thing. He's old. Yeah. (laughs) It was not a five minute thing. And uh, it it lasted over days. Yeah. Yeah. So and then that's pretty crazy. Mary Warren, as I said, John Proctor beat her until she admitted that they were all making it up, made her write a letter, put it on the church door. Now, this could have been a turning point in the witch trials where it ended. But they get her up on the stand and they go, "Okay, so you say that all this is made up. You guys have now killed people. That makes you a murderer. Right. (laughs) Are you a murderer? Of course. No, just kidding. I can see it again. John Proctor made me say all these things. Oh, geez. That's how John Proctor gets mm. accused and executed. Yep. It's it's pretty crazy. And, uh, oh, the last thing. Oh, two last things. First of all, this is going to blow your minds. Uh, the last people pardoned for witchcraft happened in 2001. What? I think I remember yeah. this, and I don't remember the details of it. And now Bridget I'm excited. Bishop, Susanna Martin, Alice Parker, Wilmot Reed, and Margaret Scott were pardoned in 2001. Wow. That's insane. But it came down to who can we get money from? Oh. Now, Bridget Bishop makes sense that nobody went to bat for her because her own stepchildren accused her of witchcraft before the witch trials even happened because <laughs> she was a woman who had married multiple times. She was a landowner. And when her second husband, I think, died, he had fallen off the roof and he willed his property to her. And his kids and her stepkids were so upset that he had done that, that they accused her of sending her spirit up on the roof to push him off. Because if she got a, you know, convicted of witchcraft, they could take all of the property. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So this isn't the first time she's accused of witchcraft, but it's a great excuse. Yeah. Yeah. All money There's so, And it's crazy. The story of Dorothy Good is one of the saddest of the witch trials. Um, and it's ridiculous. It, it, but there's so... It, we could talk about the witch trials for the rest of time. I know. But there's know. so much that comes down to just the fact that people feel uncomfortable with what they don't understand and they want to eradicate it. But fear and hatred are emotions that are so closely tied together. Fear, hatred, and greed. It's like the dynamic triple people. Um, You know, it's just something that fuels people onward. And the uncertainty in those emotions help people to get flipped up into the witch trials. And I tell people every day, like, they're like, oh, good thing that this happened so long ago. Uh, it happens around the world every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Women in India are getting stoned because they're being called witches. Um, you know, social media is terrifying. I watched a video about this young woman from Central America coaxed out of her home, called a witch, and shot to death in front of her kids. Wow. You know, and it's like we are three decisions away from the witch trials at any given moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's 
when it's I'm, very pertinent for this particular week. <laughs> y- yes, yeah. yes, unfortunately, and, and that's I, terrifying. Yeah, because when I went through the witch museum, right, mm-hmm. and it was it was pretty neat, but I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. the end, um, which I thought was more fascinating in some ways than just hearing about the trials again. And it went over the concept of a witch hunt, and like, it, obviously, you know, we you we all know that it touches on modern day wicca and witchcraft mm. briefly but it also brings up the, the, the mccarthy era and all, mm. and the red scare mm-hmm. um which is exactly a witch hunt you know yeah. it's just yeah. the same thing all over again and there's been multiple other versions of this just called different names so exactly it's that sort of fear and, and terror that can sort of spread and populate over, over an area very very rapidly and um very. Out, of, out of nowhere yeah Exactly. And I think it's a great point that you bring up the crucible because that's something I mention all every day, too, yeah. is people bring up the crucible as if it's a factual representation of what happened during the witch trials. And then I actually have to stop them and say, you know, it might have the people in it. It might have some of the loosely based events. However, yeah, it yeah. is yeah. written about McCarthyism and the Red Scare. It's it, it, it's that's really what it's about. It's not built to be factual about the witch trials, but it's meant to show you, isn't this ridiculous? Yeah. Right. Allegory, friends. Allegory. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked of, you know, we just mentioned a whole lot of like fear and loathing in Salem, Massachusetts, but I, <laughs> uh, what beyond those, those negative emotions that are obviously associated with, witchcraft what is modern day witchcraft like in salem let's let's try to remove some of this 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 fear (laughs) yeah Yeah, i know right now that i just (laughs) talked about what it's not um and that's what i think is so interesting like it's a good juxtaposition too because Mm -hmm. nobody executed during the witchcraft trials nobody that was hanged for witchcraft was a witch right but now we have tons of witches how how did it happen um but it has a lot to do, if not everything, to do with Lori Cabot. Now, when people started coming here looking for real witches, it inspired real witches to come here because we want to meet people that need us. I mean, that's the point, you know, that's like really the life mission of so many different witches mm-hmm. is to help other people along their life path. Yes. So if there are other people that want to come here and ask a witch, what do I do to get a better job? How do I find the love of my life? I feel stuck in a rut. How how do I get out of it? What you know, all these things. We want to be there to meet them and to help guide them on their path with, that they feel stuck in. And that's what started to happen here. So Lori Cabot opens up her first shops. Um, the oldest one still standing um, is on Essex Street. And it's honestly looking at her influence in Salem. She's the official witch of Salem. Uh, she has her, the shop she's associated with now is called Enchanted. It's down on the wharf. And honestly, they have spells made by her, paintings painted by her. I totally, it's amazing. You can even do readings with her virtually right now because of the coronavirus, I think. They're only oh, doing God, virtual. I'm, I want to yeah. be yeah. there so bad. <laughs> so far away she's, right now. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, insanely amazing she used to teach in college as a professor um one of my favorite Lori cabot quotes is nothing in the world is supernatural everything is natural yeah yeah 
I'm like, how awesome is that? Because witchcraft, of course, is the only spiritual path that is an art, a science, and a spirituality. Mm -hmm. And I think that's amazing because it doesn't matter what religion you follow, you can be a witch. And that's something that I think uh, so many people get surprised by. I'm like, there are people who are Buddhists who are witches. Mm -hmm. There are people that are Christians that are witches. Mm -hmm. There are people that are atheists that are witches. Talk about so many different belief structures right there. That's like the whole, you know, there's so many different things. But it comes down to the world. Witchcraft religions are based on the earth and the earth is based on science. So actually a lot of people who are atheistic are able to latch on to witchcraft easier because it deals with things we can see. I know I can take lavender and brew it in a tea and feel it in my hands and drink it in a cup and I will fall asleep and it will mm-hmm. soothe me yeah. and it will calm me. You know, that you don't need to believe in it. It just <laughs> does it. Happens. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think, very soothing, especially for people who consider themselves atheist witches mm. um, because they don't necessarily have to believe in something, you know, beyond their comfort zone. Um, but I always say, you know, energy can neither be created nor destroyed. So any energy you send out into the universe goes somewhere. Yes. So if you yeah. think about the ancient Egyptians, you know, they must be pretty mad now because there are way less people praying to them. But anyway, <laughs> you know, they got there these, are a few. They got one right here. So. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Like, hey, where are our millions of people, guys? Yeah. Where yeah. are our pyramids? <laughs> Rude. Um, you know, but but they're there, right? The mm-hmm. same as God and Jesus and any deity anybody prays to. They're yes. there. Because we cre- if they didn't exist before, we created them in some yeah. way. Right. Um, and I think that that's so interesting. If you look, you can uh, Google um, Lori Cabot and her uh, temple, the um, National Geographic, not the National Enquirer, National Geographic yes. came <laughs> and took a picture of them doing their circle and afterwards, and they caught, uh, she's like, all right, everyone manifests the blue light of Jupiter. And they caught it across the bottom of the picture. Wow. It looks like a blue light bolt. And it's literally National Geographic. You couldn't, you couldn't do that if you tried. Yeah, it's about <laughs> understanding uh, your energy and your power and, and putting it out into the world, hopefully yeah. in a good way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And not in a negative way. Yeah, but I think just that helping was, other people. I think that was a great distinction you just made about magic and, and science. And we sometimes gloss over it a lot. I think people who are outside of the witchcraft community, but witches inside know that a lot of us are very analytical and, and we're very, you know, like process oriented and we have a lot of research mm-hmm. there. We were, I mean, the three of us were just talking about how large our libraries are yeah. <laughs> and joking about mm-hmm. it, but you know, moving all the books. I, I hate when you move books. Wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. There's, there's a few. <laughs> Um, well, it's interesting because when I meet people, the first thing that people who have never met a witch before and want to be a witch, they say, how do I become a witch? What should I do? What's my first step? And I always say, do a lot of reading. Yeah. <laughs> Buy some books. <laughs> because there so are many. so many different, like, different ways you can take it, you know, and it's different. For, I, I say like, you know, organized religion as a whole 
Like if you think of it as a puzzle, like if Christianity is a puzzle, it's a big ornate puzzle full of millions of pieces and you are one tiny piece somewhere in that puzzle that makes it whole. Being a witch and having a witchcraft journey, you are the first piece in that puzzle and the rest of the journey unfolds in front of you. And I think that that is really important as people who all are unique as people who all have souls and goals in our lives, um, to be good members of our world community at large, we have to think that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I'll let you have the final word on that because I think that's a great place for us to call the episode. <laughs> yeah, I think that's perfect. Yeah, because I can't think I, I can't say anything better than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm here for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Sarah Frankie Carter, thank you so much for thank coming on and sharing. So, so much. We're yeah. really, we're really uh, just humbled that you said yes to do this, that you're our first interview and that we can, we can spread this information to people who didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm an avid, avid nerd, an avid researcher. And um, so much of what you talked about today, I just had no idea about. So thank you so much. Uh, yeah. I want, thank you guys. Um, I always, you know, I have a hard time when I accept interviews because I, I really am concerned about people's motivations and how people will represent me or represent the witchcraft community. And I, I, when you guys asked me, I listened to your podcast and I was like, you know what? These people are on the level. These people are <laughs> out there doing the good work. And, you know, I think that I think it's important uh, to be able to talk about things in a constructive way, because what did our mothers always say? Never talk about religion or politics. <laughs> my, whole, my whole life now, my job is talking about only religion and politics. <laughs> but it's important because if you don't know how to talk about them, you won't know how to think about them constructively. Exactly. 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 So one more time, hit us with it. Where can they find your things? All right. So <laughs> if you want a tour, you can go to toursfortouringtourists.com. We have a Q&A about witchcraft, a history tour, and a spooky walking tour in the evening time. Also, if you guys like witchcraft supplies, I have candles and incense and subscription boxes and readings with me. Um, you can go to stardustsalem.com, and that's where you can get a hold of me. Awesome. Wonderful. That is fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for uh, asking. Keep doing the good work up there. <laughs> yeah, keep doing the good work. We're going to get back up to you sooner, hopefully, rather than later. We'll see. <laughs> Some point. <laughs> I know. Well, it'll be nice to meet you guys in person instead of you scare staring at me creepily across the street. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, Just we were kidding. making out. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think I think I probably waved at you because oh, I was like, busy. ah, okay. there's our people. It's well, safe. Our parents were with us so <laughs> the in-laws were visiting i was still making out with you i didn't care it was fun <laughs> well thank you again so much we really appreciate it and take care thank you you too uh but until next time stay spooky darlings Bye bye